Yo, 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 what it do? Oh, my God. Are we live? Holy shit. It's Nutty Batuski. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. What did Uh-oh. I, what did I you do? You sound like you're in podcast mode. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this honor, man? Thank you for gracing the podcast with your presence today. Oh, you're so welcome. You could kiss my ring later. Oh, what, so what? What do you got going on yeah. right now? Uh, <laughs> you said you're uh, you've you're you've been you've been imbibing in some libations. Am I to understand that? Oh my God! I yeah, it was a whole thing with Comcast. I got Comcast, and I was trying to get. I was just trying to watch a little SmackDown because I, I wanted to talk about. You know, we're 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 going to be talking about wrestling, right? We're going to be talking about wrestling. Yeah. Well, let's just get right into oh, it, man. Uh, yeah. First, I'm going to I'm going to just say this out the gate, not to make anything weird, but I don't want to bullshit you cuz I've been around the block a few times where I know that you can't bullshit a pro wrestling fan. Having said that, I have not seen a Raw or a SmackDown or an NXT since last year's WrestleMania. That's the first time for me since like 96 97 98 where i stopped watching wrestling during that okay. time i took the nwo i mean i was like eight nine ten years old i took it so seriously at the time and i was like i don't like hulk hogan anymore stopped watching the product and uh wwe at the time was building their new stars so i didn't get back into it until austin brett wrestlemania 13 and that's when i came back into wrestling um so, needless to say, I still think I can hang. What, in the when did you, when did you come back? I'm sorry, I kind of missed the very first. It's all good. Uh, I came back WrestleMania 13, the I Quit match, Brett and Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, but Damn, you know, dude. I'm still a fan. I I uh, was watching AEW. Uh, I I just stopped paying for cable, so I haven't seen like the past two weeks. I feel like an asshole. But, you know, it's so easy to catch up nowadays. You know, you catch up on the highlights. And Wait, for AEW? For AEW. You've been behind two weeks? I've been behind, yeah, which I missed some fire. I saw, you know. Oh, my God, match. dude. Yeah, the last two weeks of AEW were good. It and sounds last, good. Always... Uh, last night, or on Wednesday, was a ca- the last episode of the last match was a cage match. The yeah. first one. Yeah. of it so it's very it's very interesting you know to be a part of this you know the the very beginning of a new corporation for wrestling especially one that's to the caliber of wwe 100 percent. So, so let me ask you yeah, man, how, how did you get into wrestling i'm curious like i want to know your your pro wrestling <laughs> origin story yeah that's man it's it's hard to say but i i think my earliest memory of um, getting into wrestling was, uh, you know, back in our day, we had video stores, That's right. you know, yeah. we had to get all of our stuff through there. And, you know, I went down to the local video, it was called Orland video. That's the town I'm in. So, um, they, I was, I was going through all the horror movie sections and all that. And then I ran across the first ever wrestling piece of wrestling that i saw was it was uh king of the ring 98 and i saw man it was a photo of mankind in the air going off hell in the cell undertaker was throwing him off 
And there was a still image of that. I'm like, what is that? It had like barbed wire and thumbtacks. It was just like a hardcore looking kind of video. (laughs) And I'm like, because I wanted to, you know, as a kid, I was probably like, you know, I was like eight years old and I think it came out around then, but man, that really brought my attention. I'm like, I want to see something gruesome. And that looked like it was going to be a bad situation. So I, uh, I went to go rent it and on my way back, I think there was, um, uh, raw, raw was on. There was, I, my dad was what, cause it was, um, WCW versus raw or, um, what is it? Uh, WWE. So, um, I got my first glimpse of, and, and guess what? Mankind was on that show too. So oh, wow. mankind was really my first image of what wrestling was. And I, um, yeah, he was going against the rock. I don't know what match they were. I think they were just in a regular match, but they were fighting and I'm like, Oh, this is really entertaining. So, um, it stemmed from there. I think around, yeah, 98, 99 was my first impressions of it. So I I was a little late, but I definitely caught up with, uh, all the pay-per-views and, um, my research diving back. So the the thing people need to keep in mind when it comes to the art of professional wrestling as a fan is like, there's a mythology, there's a lore. It's kind of like comic books and you can trace it back to the beginning. Right. And you say you got into it late, but that was like the peak. That's the wrestling heyday. Uh, I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. there's such a thing as getting into it late. Right. Um, they're the best wrestlers that ever were, 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 were competing at that time. You know, like you still had Hogan, you had Michaels, you had Brett, you had Austin, you had Rock, you had Taker. I mean, like everybody was there. God, so the was a golden good time. age, man. I just, uh, I just want to come when you say that. My God. Did you ever read Foley's book? <laughs> What'd you say? Did you ever read Foley's book? Oh, McFoley? No, no, man. See, I, I know I'm, I want to call myself a true fan, but I'm not that, I never dug that deep. I've just, I, you know, I just watch it. Well, but what, uh, I know. Yeah. He had, uh, what was, what's the book you want to mention? He has a few, he has have a nice day. He has Foley is good. I think there's like at least another one. Um, I've also read Jericho's book. I'm just a reader in general, not just because I'm a super mark, which I am. No, that's good, man. But those are just good books in general, man. Like, the, I didn't realize that big air quotes wrestling was predetermined until I read Foley's book. And I was like, oh, whoa, like they planned this shit. I didn't know that. I was like, I, I low-key respect that, and I kind of always knew that. And, you know, it was, it was fun to – to discover it that way but i was a wrestling mark ever since i was a kid like as early as my memories go like what very little i can remember about my father he indoctrinated me in professional wrestling as well so and oh, also that was your first he introduced it to you i think he did yeah because i can i can remember seeing hulk hogan ultimate warrior um gosh the undertaker yokozuna like ahmed johnson like all this old school shit um, and just the same thing with you re- renting tapes and like watching VHS recordings and whatnot. This is before raw. This is before raw was live and, uh, good times, man. Good times as well. So here you are a grown ass man 
and you're still into professional wrestling, how do you justify that? I think that's that's a valid question. Because I have to defend it when I talk to real Yeah, adults. it's oh man, to somebody who's who just doesn't get it, it's just so I've just stopped trying to explain it because you just you either you're either in it by now or you're not. Like at my age, I'm thirty, all well, gonna be thirty in two weeks, but uh Mazel tov. What? Mazel tov. Oh yeah, baby. I'm already two white claws in. I'm so basic. But uh <laughs> the oh I'm sorry, what God. I'm I'm getting distracted. What was it? Uh how do I explain Yeah, how do you defend the... it to people? You know, 'cause yeah. first thing first thing you hear is wrestling's fake. You know that, right? Oh God, I'm so done with that. But it, uh, it, I always see it as, I mean, I, I don't want to call it a theatrical performance, but, but in a way it is, it's my God, you just hit me with that right now. Um, how I defend it when somebody asks me, I, cause everybody knows the rock, everybody knows stone cold, and a lot of people just associate a lot of their knowledge about it to the attitude error. And I go, I, I don't care if it's fake. It, it, it puts a certain emotion in me that makes me feel a certain way. And you have to suspend your, uh, um, suspend your beliefs, right. Or disbelief. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. Yeah. You're but, two white claws. In. Uh, you have to, yeah, you have to put it aside for a little bit and know that yeah, it it is scripted, and they do have predetermined plans on what how things are going to turn out. But when you're when you're living in that moment and you don't know it, it's just to me. I've always considered it a theatrical performance, but it's still you still got to be athletic, man. Like shit happens. Like you don't you don't just learn how to fall off a twenty foot ladder. You know, you don't like you can practice headbutting someone, but sometimes you fuck up and and that shit, you actually get hurt sometimes. So I've always appreciated that passion that people have for like wrestlers that that go that far and and the fans. And it's it's more of a community, you know, when you're. people who've ever gone to a live event like it's so much different than watching it on tv with the energy i'm glad you brought that up have you have you gone to a live event you strike me as someone who has and if so what are some of the big shows that you've seen the big shows the first man i i think my first show was i saw one in 2003 and it was like triple h cena or a little bit, yeah, like yeah, Triple H, Cena, and uh, Randy Orton. They were kind of like having a triple threat on Raw, but like I don't really remember that. But um, the last biggest one for WWE I went to was Survivor Series. Okay, I and, have to, uh, I have to the ask. NXT Takeover uh, or the War Games. Oh man, you're so lucky. So being a Chicago yeah. guy, you know, I have to tell you that in case you didn't know, CM Punk was my guy. This guy was my guy since like oh. two, 2005 Ring of Honor. Like I was that hipster. Um, did you ever see Punk yeah. Live? No, there was. See, now there's where I, I kind of had an absence of WWE yeah. from around 2000, 2000, 
2004 to 2014. So like there was a there's a you ten year the absence thing. of not. You missed the entire yeah, punk the, thing. Wow. I know. I know. Right when he came out, from or right when he left, I came in. So I missed a really good. Like he was going to be the next guy. I yeah. heard. Yeah. Like he, I've seen his videos, and like his charisma is just off the charts. Like him and The Rock in a promo together. Oh yeah. The, I can't even imagine the level that that would be on. That that would be Stone Cold and Rock level. Like I, I don't know. I really feel like you missed to what something. I know. You missed something there, man. Like what the years you described. I'm a nerd, and so that's basically WrestleMania yeah. 20 to WrestleMania 30. You missed that entire slate, which is fine. I did. It's totally fine. Um, yeah. It's so totally- does, that, does that not make me a true fan? Or I mean, I just that was a time in my life where I, you know, it was high school till you know the end of college years and. So, I, I mean, I I don't think there I are. I felt like I had a life to live, but it was before the the network WWE network too. True. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there was a lull during that point until Punk came back. I I wouldn't even trip about this idea of a true fan. Like there are no true fans. There's people that like it and people that detest it. And so long as you're yeah. the type of person that digs it, you're a fan. Like there are no true fans. There's people who are. <laughs> so obsessed with it they collect stuff you know uh you know that whole meme like it's still real to me damn it like there's people who take it very <laughs> oh my far. god yeah some guy was being interviewed right i think and he so. uh and like he was like i don't know man it's just so real to me like he was like a like a 40 year old dude that's who right. was who was crying over like his favorite wrestler that's right yeah yeah, man. So, so are you invested in what let's just say WWE's got going on today? Oh man, I, yeah. It, in a way, I mean, I, I've it, it's a different realm now because with all I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and I feel like a lot of times that sways my personal opinion. And it makes me more cynical towards a lot of things that are going on. Like what? And I, I have a different view. Uh, like, I don't know if you listen to Wade Keller podcast or Ring Rust Radio. Um, what is it? Uh, Jim Cornette, Drive Through. Uh, um, yeah, I I'm listen fa- to a I'm lot familiar. of others, but I'm, I'm to, to narrow it down, it's just like I, I just get so engrossed with it because I love hearing about other people's opinions now towards it. And then when my ideas of what I think uh, it should be like don't match up with theirs, I don't know. I just get a different feeling in my gut. And then when I go to watch SmackDown, NXT, or um, Raw, it, it, it puts a different – like I go in with a different mentality and I go I, – I judge it more – like because those guys have been around for decades, you know, they've been – so they they've been able to see it all so they're way more it just seems like it like a lot of these wrestling podcasts are are negative energy now towards a lot of things cuz they're so judgmental towards every little step you know what that, you never cuz they know the business you never hear a podcast about wrestling that isn't nitpicking and that isn't sprinkled with at least 51% well, here's how they should do it, or here's how I would. Right, it. right. It's never not that. Damn. It's very 
um, like retrospective. And, and it's funny because I think it's because it's art, right? Because wrestling is art. And it's so subjective. If you watch a match, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of like these Dave Meltzer, like eight-star matches and, you know, all these things. It's so subjective. Like, who's to say? Um, but it's rare when you ever hear – I mean, there's people that were bitching during the Attitude Era, during the Golden Age, you know? People were bitching. There was tons of shit to complain about during the time. I think people knew there was like a zeitgeist moment where people knew, wow, this is this is something special. Um, television and like during the Jerry Springer era, like the sort of Americana, like Stone Cold was as synonymous with, you know, uh, with America as like Bill Clinton was right, like pre 9-11. And so yeah. everybody either I, here's what I can there's a very specific memory I've never said on the podcast. I can remember loving wrestling in like 1996 or seven and being picked on for liking wrestling. And then one year later, Halloween, the people that picked on me were dressed up as like the NWO. And I was like, wow, everybody's dick riding wrestling today. Like I had that thought like as like a 10 year old. Yeah. And, uh, that was just how white hot it was at the time. But even then people were still bitch about it. Right? Like, let me ask you this. You've seen you've seen a lot of wrestling, even though it's uh, on again, off again. You, you missed a whole decade. It's fine. You lived a life. Don't worry. I don't think there's any. Plus, you can go back and catch up on the highlights, right? But uh, do you have... Yeah, the network is filled I, with it all. I want to kind of get a feel of not what you think is the greatest, but I want to know what, 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 uh, what David Cook thinks uh, some of the best matches that you've ever seen are. Oh my God. When you ask me that, the first thing I think of, cause I'm a more of a, not so much weapons, but I'm more of a hardcore match kind of guy. The Ooh. first match that sticks out is TLC. Which one? And not, not the first one. The, I think it was the second one. WrestleMania 17, man. That's a good one, man. Dude. When, when Bubba Ray and Matt Hardy, go from that yeah. tall ass ladder through four tables that's gnarly. my god dude try to do that nowadays and see how well that turns out <laughs> there was a ladder my match god. there was a ladder match i think the i think it was i forget the aew pay-per-view that was so insane it was the lucha brothers and the young bucks and one of the young bucks took a disgusting bump just like that like from the um from the ring off the ladder onto an outside table, and it was what? what which one was this? It, what pay per view was it? It was a there was a double or nothing, and then there was a all no not oh, all in. There was another did one. Did I? I don't Fully know if you ever saw my Facebook post. You know, I was there. I was at All Out. No way! That's fucking rad. I was there, dude. I was there, dude. I was on the camera side, so I saw everything as if how the viewers would see it <laughs> oh, on so TV. You saw, it was it all out. Was, That's right. It was all out. Dude, dude, that, was, that was, it was a, it was a Canadian destroyer <laughs> off the ladder. God. That's right. Yeah. He hit him. He hit him with a fucking Canadian destroyer off the, like the second from the top of the ladder, which was a generic, like money in the bank size to get the belt ladder. Right. But he hit that with perfection. There was no room for error. He would have been paralyzed if he fucked that up just by inches. I will and say, as a wrestling fan, those... I remember feeling like they took it too far oh that God. night. 
they took yeah, it too they far. really they went. I, my mouth was open the whole fucking match. Now I was I was really drunk by that time, but I mean, everybody in the crowd was just was it got to a point where it there was actually silence because of how like people were just I was looking around me and people were just like oh my god dude like I I don't know so did you feel that when you were watching did you see it the pay-per-view I saw the pay-per-view live with a few buddies and that was the first time I I mean I've seen like all the big ladder matches like I saw the first 10 TLC matches I've seen all the ladder matches right uh, I own the yeah. DVD of like the best ladder matches, whatever. I've seen, you know, CZW ladder matches, you name them, Ring of Honor ladder matches. This one was the first time I thought they went, they took it too far. They they didn't need to do that. I think it was the same night Jericho was crowned champion. So by the time we got to that, yeah, match, that was I, the first ever uh, crowning of him. I was pretty burnt out by that match and the match didn't disappoint. I still remember it pretty good. But uh that's Wait, that's, which one? Jericho's or the Jericho, Lucha Bros? Jericho and, and Hangman. I still remember the main event, but I was burnt out after that ladder match for sure. Oh my yeah, the whole yeah, the whole stadium was too. And you I'm sure you could feel it too on the on the TV. That was just it was like you needed to take a breath after that one. <laughs> Hey, Chicago, man, that's pretty cool. So, what's a what, what's a what's a non gimmick? I know you're all about the hardcore stuff, but what's a non gimmick match that you that you like? One that stands out. Oh man, um, damn it, I can't think of. Oh, I would have to say, are you talking about currently or all time? All time, all time. Shit. Um, Oh, damn it. Uh, it was one of my God. I always, man, when you ask that, I always think of like the I quit match with Stone Cold, Brad Hart. Or, oh, I always think of these gimmick matches. Damn it. Um, I'd have to say, well, let me just start off currently. Okay. Um, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Ooh. He is those two. I, do you watch NXT? I haven't seen one all year. But I, oh I, my I, mean, I watch God, the highlights. Dude. I keep up. I'm current, you know. Yeah. If you if you have to sacrifice any little bit of time, yeah, uh, to watch, or, or if you just want to dedicate a little bit of your time, and you're not sure what to uh, watch NXT because okay. NXT is is the best out of all two of those, all three of the brands oh, for WWE. Yeah. And currently, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic or Kovic, I don't know however you pronounce it, but those two, when they get in the ring, they're just absolute. They're they're big dudes too. They're like like yeah. uh, Drew McIntyre size. Yeah. And they're doing they're doing Canadian destroyers, Spanish flies off the top rope. Those are big dudes, like three hundred pound dudes, and they're just throwing their weight around like like cruiserweights. Nice. It's crazy, and that everybody just eats it up. That's nuts. So I've um, seen, that's I've seen the Keith best one I can live. do. I'll, I'll get back to you on the the greatest match, uh, true classic. You're talking about a true classic. Um, wrestling match with no weapons, no yeah. gimmicks, just yeah. straight up raw wrestling talent. Yeah. yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> that's hard. That's really hard. No, for sure. Yeah, that's a big, big question to ask. 
if I really set my mind to it, I think I could come up with the top five personal of all time. Um, it would have like a lot of Shawn Michaels, a lot of Triple H, um, yeah, a couple like AJ Styles matches for sure, stuff like that. But I feel yeah. you, man. Oh, I, I do. I do have one in mind. Okay. I like, like I said. I mean, if I have to pick the greatest event of all time, I would say WrestleMania 17 because that was my, yeah, basically the pinnacle of my childhood and like all the stuff. But there was a lot of gimmick matches in those events. Does sure. The Rock, the main event is 17. Yeah. WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold versus The Rock counts. I know they used. That's one of my favorite matches. Cares at the sure. end. It's a it's a, but, it's a no DQ match. So it's a gimmick. Oh, match, it was a no DQ. Yeah. yeah. Last okay. minute. Yeah. I don't consider that. Then we gotta we gotta figure out another one. <laughs> Dude, go back. If but, you, when's the last time you saw that match? Oh my god! I probably last year. I mean, I just dabbled in. I started watching all the WrestleManias in order, and I'm on like WrestleMania four right now. Nice. So it's really cool with the network that you're able to do that. But um, yeah, the 17, I just, I always rewatch it at least once or once every year or every other year. I can, I can still remember watching it live. Uh, I want to say it was in Houston. I mean, I was seeing it at a friend's house and the pop that Stone Cold gets when he's coming out to the disturbed version of his song and oh, him going to the version. corner, those, those light bulbs. I mean, there's just never, nobody was ever that over. There's just, I've just never seen just hardcore fandom. Like still to this day, nobody's ever been that fucking over for sure. Yeah. Never. Probably, he's, he's probably Rick Flair level. Probably never will again, and I and I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think wrestling's as popular as ever, though, for sure. I mean, it's on every day. It's on every single yeah. day for sure in America, but let alone globally as well. There's always something to watch. There's too much to keep up with. It's a part-time job to keep with to keep up oh, with wrestling. It's, yeah, it's a different environment. Like Stone Cold, now that he. It like back in his day, it's it's just it's a different time. He was there at the perfect time, perfect place for his for his gimmick, you know. And it's just it's hard to fill those shoes again with the environment that it because he didn't have to deal when he came around. It was just raw. There wasn't even SmackDown, so like True. the focus True. was so solely on him. You know what I mean? Like they True. were able to. Um, put all their energy into uh, the select few as opposed now there's three different shows to worry about. And that's, so and that's part of the reason when I hear Vince Russo or Jim Cornette bitching about the product, it's like you guys could not write 20 hours of television every fucking week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. Nobody can. Nobody <laughs> has the bandwidth, you know, for sure. And also those guys are old. Like they don't fucking know what's cool. They don't. They don't. They don't. I don't know what their opinions are. You know, I don't, to be fair. Hey, but, we're uh, going to be the same way in, in 20 years. We're going to have that mindset of like, what the fuck is this? For sure. <laughs> I think I got like 15 or 13 years where I lose. Like once my youngest daughter is out of the house, 
I won't have, I won't be tethered into the culture. I don't think anymore. And so then I'll start losing my marbles. I really feel that I have a 14 year old right now and he keeps me posted on like what's, what's cool or whatever, what's happening. And, uh, but once my daughter's out of the out of the house, like I'm not gonna know anything for sure, and that's gonna be a sad that's gonna be a sad time. Hopefully that's not the case. I'm gonna keep a no. I don't employ think, a lot of young young funny. kids around me. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was just saying I'm gonna try to stay. I'm gonna try to keep my fingers on the pulse when I'm in my mid 40s and try to employ like these 18, 19, 20 year olds that know what's going on so they can keep me posted yeah. on shit. That's the beauty of uh, the wrestling industry is that you can always, if you just put a little, little um, research into it, you, you can, you can get right back into it. You know, like with the music culture, movie culture, it's, it's the same thing. You just gotta, you just gotta commit a little bit of time and you could be right in it with the, uh, with the rest of them. It doesn't really, like a Hulk Hogan fan back in the day could still enjoy AJ Styles and Ricochet and all those, these new guys mm. that are coming up, you know? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what is the beauty what, of it? What is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Who are your Ooh. top four guys? And, or girls? Here we go. Yes, you know, I was going <laughs> to ask this. Four? Top four. Your favorites, okay. not, not, not the Bruno San Martinos, not the fucking greatest of all time. I'm just saying you're four you're four fucking guys. Oh. Um I'd say uh the very first, uh The Rock. I gotta go with The Rock. Um based that this is based on the influence they've had on my life. So The Rock number one, uh Mankind. God, I wanna say Mankind is first. Yeah, let's go with Mankind, number one. Um, The Rock, number two. Um, Stone Cold, number three. And um, just based on longevity and and how he's impacted my life, Undertaker, number four. Can't fuck with that. Cannot fuck yeah. with that. Yeah, that's and that's, that's just that's just the day. I mean, everybody's gonna have their own, but that's just the from where I started, which was nine eight. Yeah, you can't like that's just what it is for me. Totally, I how could it not? That's a hard yeah. one. I mean, like I think thirty <laughs> I, years. And now, I mean, I want to say women. I want to say Trish Stratus, and like not be have that because it's different view nowadays. Oh, you're sexist. You chose all guys, but like it was. Women were treated differently then, you yeah. know, they were treated as objects and not wrestlers. Right. It was all so, but yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that's heavy. Those are all heavies. I think 30 years from now, they're still going to be in the conversation. Top 10 for sure. Yeah. Top five. Yeah, man. Oh, of course. With like the, just like the golden age of cinema was what the thirties and, and forties, yeah. they say it's yeah. like that was like just all the the legendary actors of those days and now i i really feel like it was late 90s early 2000s was the the golden age for sure that's interesting totally man so what i mean obviously russ it's wrestlemania season rumble just happened i was fine with the results um but what do you what do you expect for for this year's wrestlemania like it looks like the 
the slate has already aligned. Like it's gonna be Drew and Lesnar. It's gonna be Becky and Shayna, right? It looks yeah. like it's gonna be Charlotte and uh, what's her nuts? What's the Charlotte NXT? and uh, Charlotte and uh, oh damn it, um, uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Rhea Ripley, that's right. Um, yeah. So like the, the sl- Australian. That's yeah, right. the Australian girl. Yeah, she's, she's a like badass. Crazy. She's a badass. Uh, the hardcore gonna... rock chick. I don't know. Yeah, she's definitely cool. got that vibe. But she's awesome. Uh, what else? Um, you're what do pro- we got? You're probably gonna have Roman and Bray. Is that right? Roman and Bray. Oh my God. I, let's just hope not. I don't know what's going on with that situation. But oh, it's funny you mentioned that. I got my uh, I got my Yowie Wowie T-shirt right now. Um, oh. Good for you. How about that? Look, yeah. look at you. Oh, for sure, man. Bray Wyatt. Uh, tell me he's not one of the most uh, uh, revolutionary characters of this new generation. In a lot of ways, he's kind of like the the Cactus Jack mankind of the new generation, right? There's yeah, many, yeah. It's not like to him. Very I don't think kids are that scared by him. I think kids are... Like a lot of people cheer for this guy. He's supposed to be a heel, but I I don't know, man. They need to like the the creative team. I feel like is trying to make him more of a of a, a heel, but I mean he's just so over. How do you how do you figure that one out? <laughs> yeah, he's it's his time. It's good. It's good for him. Um, other than mm-hmm. that, I don't know what else is going on. But how do you how do you want it to shape out? Last year, I will say, burnt me out, man. The show went all the way up to like yeah. morning or something. It was like nine hours of wrestling. Like it was a, it was <laughs> technically a two day. Yeah, event. you saw the pre show and all that. That's like with the pre show and all the shit, man. It's Can you imagine much. going to that event? Would it's, you? How much energy would you have? I couldn't do it. All the shit you would take? I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Yeah. Could you imagine being front row, like having front row tickets and like, oh, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. Imagine oh, all that. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I regret uh, not I don't know. I'm, to, I, every uh, time I go to think of those big venues, I don't know why I think you got to go to the bathroom at some point, right? No, I know. And that, sure. like when you're at MetLife Stadium, that's a walk. Especially if you're in the front row, man. Yeah, no but... thanks. <laughs> I uh, I regret not yeah, going to the year, Mania in man, Dallas. Man, that burnt me out. Did what? you go? Did you go to that WrestleMania? No, 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 no. That was MetLife, right? That was MetLife. Uh, it's in New York, right? Yeah, that's right. Or something. I don't know. I'm not good with sports teams and shit and their stadiums that they're at. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Even even watching that on TV, I can't imagine going there. But on TV, I was I was just done by the. I don't know. Remember the second from the last match, but by the time Becky came out, it was just. I know. I just remember just being fuzzy and barely even remembering it. Yeah. Same. So you were probably at a watch party, right, or something, or with other people. I just saw it by myself. You know, Uh, uh, most of my friends that are into wrestling were there. They just went to the show. Um, and me, like, I just, it's just, it's such a, you got to dedicate a whole week to this shit. And, you know, it's a two, exactly. WrestleMania is a two, it's a two night show now. And 
I don't know. I know they're going to have it next year in California. That seems fun. There's a lot of stuff to do in California. That seems interesting. Maybe I'll go. But Yeah, and it's warm. You know you're not going to get rain. Yeah, exactly. I think it was way better yeah, oh, planned. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's something I might think about. But um, as far as the show this year, I mean, I'm going to watch it for sure. Um, there's going to be surprises. Um, are they doing any? Are they talking about doing something with The Undertaker? Yeah, it was uh, out of all things. I'm hearing that the the word is that it's going to be AJ Styles and The Undertaker, which doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess huh. it is what it is. I mean, you know AJ can hold his own. Here's how it and makes not sense. Make The Undertaker look like he's tired. Of and, course. Here's how know. it makes sense. You have the phenomenal one versus the phenom. Boom. Sold. That's it. Yeah. That's how you My do God. It. I that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that makes sense. It sells itself. I'll watch. It's a dream match. That's all you need. It, every WrestleMania needs like the one dream match, right? So uh, I, yeah. I think AJ can make Taker look like a million bucks. He'll put Taker over and it'll it'll be good. Yeah, that'll be fun. Even if it's five minutes, fuck it. I don't care. Exactly. But why can't it be the fiend and the undertaker? Is that just because it's too, I I don't know. I, don't know. I, I know Bray. that Bray Wyatt lost to the yeah. Undertaker at what is it, two or three WrestleManias ago? Some shit like that. But yeah, but I mean, that, doesn't that just make so much more sense to have it be Fiend than the Undertaker? Like, how could you? That's just timeless, man. And I don't know why they don't do that stuff. Just like, why don't they? Why did they not pull the plug? Or why did they not? Um, pull the trigger. What the fuck was I going to say? Why didn't they pull the trigger? Yeah, on John Michaels and Dolph Ziggler. Like, what the fuck? They <laughs> paired Dolph Ziggler with Goldberg, like, like just to piss us off. That's how I felt like. Like, the crew, like Vince McMahon was like, you know what? I'm going to shit on the audience for that, for for being. I don't know. I just don't know what their their thought process is on some of these things. I don't think it's about like customer satisfaction what they're doing is telling, yeah it's about telling these long form stories even though WWE doesn't tell long form stories anymore really like these this is what i like about AEW. like they're doing these blood feuds you know like jericho and dean i'm not dean sorry jericho and moxley are have been telling this story for a few months or cody and mjf it's it's almost been building up for like a year right i missed that in wrestling and you could say Less shows, smaller roster, I whatever, I get it, but I miss that. And so, you know, WWE doesn't really do that anymore. And now with, like, Saudi calling some of these shots, like, I don't really think Vince is thinking about creative. I don't really think he's thinking about long-term storytelling anymore. Like, I really just think yeah. he's thinking about, I think he looks at these things like a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis, and that ultimately frustrates fans who, who crave – um, a sort of canon or mythology or like some sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, what's the word? Like it needs to make sense, right? A lot of these matchups don't make sense anymore. A lot of these long form storylines are not consistent. Um, how many times has the big show came back? How many times has he, uh, how many times has Charlotte been like a baby face heel, baby face heel? I mean, 
you do that enough times, like you you just wear a character out, right? Like this is the reason why yeah. they wanted to end Game of Thrones because if they didn't, you would just have these characters like with nothing left to do or say. Like, yeah, I think Dolphin, Dolphin, Shawn Michaels wrestled uh, a few times. You know, I'm sure. But oh, just, are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, not since he's retired. Sean's retired, you know, and he says Saudi yeah. when he came back, it didn't count. But um, he said that was a dark match. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they've... Well, they've, he came back at Saudi Arabia. He did like a moonsault off the... It was yeah. Kane and Undertaker or yeah, something yeah. versus him and Triple H. Yeah, he considers the, that a dark match. Yeah. What was it? He considers that a dark match. I don't think he counts that as coming out of retirement. Oh, yeah. No, no, not at all. Even no. though I'm sure he got paid million, millions. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Are we, now we're being like negative on the podcast about well, I'm wrestling not, in a way. I'm, I'm not trying to be negative. I just don't think that the, that the company, that the WWE product needs to curate to me. I don't feel like it ever has, you know, like I look back it never, ever, ever has. Mm. There's bright spots where I'm like, yay, Eddie Guerrero wins the title. That's what I always wanted. Great. There's moments, right? Um, but more often than not, like I really think, especially in the past 10 years, like Vince, especially um, just thinks like it, four months at a time. It just tries to make the stock people happy, like a quarter by, because they got to be profitable quarter by quarter by quarter, right? Um, right. And so, and so, the talent is the one that that gets fucked over ultimately. And and I believe in the talent. I don't have anything bad to say about any wrestler. There's not one wrestler I can think of that I think is overrated or overpaid or overexposed you know i think they're all fucking great the really man, baron yeah. corbin you don't think i mean let's take the heel factor out you think his wrestling is top notch oh i think baron corbin is great i love his moves i love his moves he's a big guy he's a powerful guy he can pin anybody and it's believable i think uh when what baron, about when baron corbin retired oh, kurt angle I thought that was the smartest guy that could do it. You know, it was the best thing Kurt could have did on his way out, which is, you know, give the baton to somebody. And also, you say take the heel stuff out. He's like the last real heel in the company. Oh, oh, wait, never mind. I'm thinking of MJF. <laughs> well, he's, oh, a, he's an AEW. MJF. Yeah, no, yeah. he's not WWE. Forget about him for now. Yeah, yeah. People but, despise Baron yeah, Corbin. You're right. You're right. Baron Corbin has gotten a lot better. I remember that when he first started, I'm like, God, this got like, it, it got to a point where I think at least like his last seven matches were just, I don't know. They just weren't up to par with what, and maybe that's what they wanted him to wrestle low key. But the, for the last, I mean, I think the best time Corbin shined was when he was in those King of the Ring tournament matches. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the best matches I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he's good. So he's got the whole yeah, package. But, he's got the whole yeah. package. He reminds me of uh, Triple H in like the late '90s, like early 2000s. It was like this guy that you despise. He looks like a douchebag, but he's got the skills to pay the bills. And like you put him up against anybody, he he rises to the occasion. You know, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how he he end of days the. Uh, 
Becky Lynch at Extreme Rules. How could you go wrong there? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's cool. You didn't see that? Oh, oh my god! That. that was when like they were Seth was a a face. I see. Oh my god! He beat the shit out of Corbin for that. That's so, like his wife so now. I think. What's uh, what's Seth doing for WrestleMania? Becky. Seth Rollins. She or Seth? Oh god, that's a good question. Oh god, I'm fearing that. It's going to be him and um, the um, AOP uh, AOP versus uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Samoa Joe, and then some other third-party guy. But uh, And now lame. Buddy Murphy's in the mix, too. Ooh. The Monday Night Messiah. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know about this? The uh, Monday yeah, Night yeah, Messiah? Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Because you said you missed what? What have you missed I, so dude, far? I, I haven't seen of wrestling. I haven't seen a Raw or a SmackDown since, uh, gosh, twelve like before the uh, the WrestleMania with the ladies. Uh oh! Like you with, mean with, with Becky Lynch, uh, Ronda Rousey, and mm-hmm. Charlotte? Yeah, that was the last time I saw. Like, I mean, I, I Raw's like impossible to watch. Like, I used to see it on hulu i guess i still can um and they condense like three hours into 90 minutes and they just show quote unquote the best stuff or whatever um but i don't think smackdown is on hulu because of the whole fox thing um i guess i could keep up with nxt now that i think about it and i'd like to um nxt is a terrific product you know um i would say the only thing that counts against it is that it's too good and sometimes you need the, the valleys like you need the peaks in the valleys. If every match on a takeover is like five stars, five stars, five, you know what I mean? Like it just becomes like a blur. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I don't really see it that way. Cause it's, I, I'm so up to date with like, I see every episode of it and now it's, it's getting, you're right. It's kind of getting to that point, but it's, now they have AEW to compete with, so they might be trying to overcompensate. But right. I think they'll find that balance once, once they, you know, once they figure out all that stuff out. But I, we're in a really interesting time because of that, you know. And you, so you're you, how up to date are you with AEW aside from missing the last two episodes? I would say I'm pretty up to date for sure. I'm definitely, I know more what's going on there than I do WWE. Okay. They have, yeah, there was, uh, there was an AEW like two weeks ago in Austin. I know. I I know. I missed it. I missed it. Was it, did you, oh, you didn't get to go to that? No, I just didn't. It's hard for me to go to these things. Like I've only been to one wrestling show and it was a live event and it was, it was hard for me to go into the building. Like it's just, I call it social anxiety. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's hard for me to show up to those things and like get out of the house. Okay. So what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Elias? Um, and and I, what what you've seen from him so far in his career? I definitely think he's uh, he's trapped Zilla, right for sure. Um, this guy's jacked as fuck. He's got a great look, great gimmick. I did not like him in NXT, even though he provided much variety, and that's what that show needed at the time. Since he went up to the main roster, uh, which was a long time ago, 
Um, I really feel like he's coming to his own. There's this great segment in YouTube. It, if you don't remember it, I think it was it was him and Kevin Owens, and I don't know what state they were from, and they made fun of the the football team or something in that arena. That arena turned on Elias so hard. The boos were like it was boos for two minutes straight. Elias couldn't talk. You couldn't even hear him on the microphone. Like I'm it, pretty sure that was in Canada, but I could uh, be wrong. Uh, maybe it could have been. And yeah, the, the heat was nuclear. Like I have, just, I mean, yeah, there, he was with uh, Kevin Owens, right? That's right. That's right. And so no did other. Did you just say that? Am I that? Am I? Yeah, you, well, did you're you just two, say that? Yeah, I did. You're two white claws in. Um, but that's neither here. No, nor I'm there. not too white closet. I'm a little bit more, but hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Hey, hey I'm botching hey. this whole thing. Botchamania, baby. Um, but I, you know, seeing a wrestler get that kind of heat and let that heat breathe, and he's got a lot of natural instincts. And I think when, um, when the time comes, they'll pull the trigger on him. And I think he'll be a very dependable guy. Like he's, cause he's just there and protected. You know, um. I like Elias. He's watchable. He's, you know, when I first saw him, I don't think he knew what he was doing on guitar, really, or so it felt. And now it's very natural. He got good. And um, I, I'm very bought into him. And also, he's a he's a WWE creation, like in-house, right? And I feel like they favor their creations more than they do guys that came from TNA or Ring of Honor. Or nah, I don't like know that. about that. You don't think so? I don't know. Because he he actually, I don't know if you know his background, but he used to um, perform in front of uh, crowds that were waiting for wrestling events. Uh-huh. Did you ever hear about this story? No. Yeah, he used to, um, not just like WWE events, but he would, like local, where wherever he lived, he would... Um, he would go to local wrestling events and play guitar outside before he would, because uh, he tried to get into the wrestling, and that's what he would do. Is he would play to the people waiting in line, and they just, you know, ate it up. And he'd, like, play a song and let him know, like, hey, I'm going to kick this guy's ass in song form. Oh, wow. And then I think that gimmick, yeah, obviously that gimmick reached to the WWE creative, so... You know, yeah. that's just what I think. I okay. don't. I, that's just what a story he told, and that I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> but well, what uh, I what I all I that's what I heard. All I meant, I'm sure that is true. All I meant was like Elias Samson. You know, who walks with Elias, right? All this this whole gimmick, yeah, is was built in house, right? Like I don't. Did he have the name Elias Samson in some other company? And then come to WWE. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if that's his real name. So that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So having said all that, like I, I feel like he'll be protected by the company. Like he's a he's a company guy. You yeah. know? So I dig him. He's fine. He's there. He's dependable. They have such a giant yeah. array. I really of think him and him and Drew McIntyre has got they they've got the stuff. Well, they they got what it takes. You know, they got the never, charisma and the moves. I've but. never felt I've never felt a tingle with Drew McIntyre. Really, like I don't charisma feel, I don't or feel a tingle? Of, uh, move. And I feel bad. Like I, I'm not saying this as he's bad. It's not. It's not that. But you know how, like, say The Rock, right? Just had something. There was something, 
right? Uh, or even a Kurt Angle. He had a little extra something. Um, I don't feel yeah. I don't feel anything with Drew McIntyre, and I, I don't think it's his fault okay. either. I just think it's I just think it's what um, I just think maybe they um, they just don't let him play. And have fun and, and maybe be himself or something. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's it's hard because you can't compare. I mean, imagine The Rock and Kurt Angle in this day and age. How much freedom they would have on the mic, you know, and what when they con they, you know like wrestlers now they get they get a script given to them. Whereas Stone Cold and The Rock, they trusted them to just go with it, and they they gave them that that chance and now I, I don't think they give that chance to anyone in the business other than if you have veteranship there you know what I mean I don't know I just feel like they there's more of a censorship going on and wrestlers aren't able to be their true selves like they want to be because they're being shoved scripts and like, oh, you can't say that's this risky thing because of the PC culture going on now. That, that's so. obviously true when you have a guy like John Moxley who can go off the cuff, who can dance, who can work with anybody who's great on the mic, and, and they didn't let him have creative freedom. So it's obviously true. But I also think there's maybe 50% of it where the talent can't step up where, you know, The Rock proved himself. Austin proved himself. They got an at-bat. They got an opportunity. Even CM Punk, once he finally got an opportunity, he was able to show people what he could do. Um, I just think more guys get that opportunity, and then they just they just piss it away. I think they just piss it away. Or, or they don't have it, and I think that's okay, right? Like, take a – this is random, and I feel so bad. What's his name? Tyler Breeze, Right. Or, or mm -hmm. even, what's that other guy? Uh, now he's in AEW, and I feel nothing with him. Uh, Sean Spears, whatever his Ty Dillinger. Oh, the perfect ten. Right, I felt nothing with that guy. Like I didn't, I didn't believe it in WWE or yeah, with, in, both. still in AEW. Both, I feel nothing. And I, yeah, I just me think, too. I just think he doesn't bring the goods. That's all. No, he's a great wrestler, entertainer. He's fine, but to be. A guy that you give him the ball, the way you would a gosh, I don't know, a Kevin Owens or something. Well, when he hit when he hit Cody in the back of the head with the chair, and they gave him that big spot, and with possibly being a top guy, is that what you're talking about? That's yeah, that's, or, uh, what, or even in WWE, right? Like they gave him an opportunity. I don't care what he says, and the the if the crowd super connects with you. I think they continue to throw you bones. They do. And you have to step up. And you have to kind of be a man, whether yeah. if you're a woman or a, a, a man. Like, you have to be a yeah. man. I think Becky proved Just that. Just like right? the Kofi situation. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. You so know? you take the and entire – And like Becky, when she you, caught heat. You take the entire New Day. I'm sure they get scripts and stuff. But you know that's those three guys. You know it is. They oh, gave those guys man. the ball and just let them make magic with it. And they did, and they yeah. still do. You know that's them, you know? They're stars. Not everybody has that extra intangible quality. I don't think Drew McIntyre has that. I think he does on paper, but I don't think he... Obviously, Brock might think so, because I don't think Brock would want to fight him if he didn't. Um, and so that's good. He'll get the Lesnar co-sign. I'm sure they'll fuck that up. 
as they always do. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. Up. This is yeah, that's a risky one putting him in the main event. The stars, but... and that's going to be the main <laughs> event proper, right? The stars are finally aligning for Drew McIntyre. It's been like fourteen years in the making or something, and I still don't think it's going to have an everlasting impact. Like, who was the last guy? Maybe, maybe Daniel Bryan. Or Becky, uh, Becky for sure. But uh, who's the last person that was made at a WrestleMania? Yeah, that's true. I would say D. Bryan for sure. It doesn't happen. Like it happens once a decade. Is this Drew McIntyre's time? Like, are the is the crowd behind him? I don't think they are. I'm not. Uh yeah. Well, it's like the the kind of the gimmicky stuff he's doing. Like, oh, let's point at the sign. Like, I'm you. You did that two weeks in a row buddy like it like he does this thing where he like counts down to three because obviously he's a face now and he does this gimmick where he's like well i guess we gotta point at the sign like everybody else so one two three and then like it like it's just weird it's kind of he's he's doing a little bit awkward stuff but i'm Hmm. i'm still behind him i think most people are still behind him because at the royal rumble did you see the Royal Rumble this year? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. And, and tell me, I want to know your perception on this because, man, everybody else is probably thinking the same thing. When it came, when it came down to him and Roman, tell me your honest opinion on what, who you thought was going to win when it, when it was just him and Roman. Yeah, I thought Roman was going to win for sure, 100%. Were you happy? About, would you have been happy if he won? To me, I was like, oh, this was a waste of a rumble when he won. When, when, oh, when Drew won? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, great performance. He took Brock out, right? And then he made it to the Final Four. He took, you know, he took all the heavies out. Great. Well, actually, actually, Ricochet kicked uh, Lesnar in the dick, which helped Drew so it's actually I it was an I don't agree with that. People are like Drew did it all. Like no, he didn't. Well, Drew got the glory. But Drew got the glory. I'm still sure. behind. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel ridiculous. Bad. I feel bad because Roman's like I like Roman. You know, I got nothing bad to say about him. He's got. This is a guy who was made at a WrestleMania, and uh, has the entire package. Has the bloodline. Has everything. You know, like. I don't got anything yeah. against him. I don't have one thing against him for sure. Um, I just don't know if he's in a position to tell compelling stories, right? Like who could? I know he's gonna fight the fiend, yeah. but who else could he wrestle that's compelling? I don't know. Edge maybe. Like what do I want to see with Roman? He's done everything. He's done everything already. A few times over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you Undertaker. He's right. taken out. He's done all the greats. So. He's beat Triple H. He's beat Lesnar. Well, I don't know. If he, no, I guess he'd never beat Lesnar. Whatever. They shot the bed with that. But, um, yeah, I like Roman. I don't know what he's doing, but he's a golden boy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna watch WrestleMania, even though it's going to be a two-night event. I'll probably have to take a nap during the middle of it. Yeah. Man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to. I'm getting another call on the line, but D- I'm not going to. David it's Cook. Just, I'm trying to ignore it, but I just David, keep hearing beeping. David I'm Cook, sorry. you have nothing to apologize for. Oh man. 
so I, much going on. My damn, I didn't get to see uh, tonight. I know we were like, let's wait until SmackDown's over until we talk. And I fucking, my Comcast was on the fritz and my, my remote wasn't working. So I couldn't change my damn channel. So I missed SmackDown. Did yeah. you, you saw it? No, I didn't tonight? see it. I was watching Sex in the City with my girlfriend. It's true. Like the movie or the, the what show. Are the yeah, we're watching it from the beginning. We're on season two. Uh, is that on Netflix? It's on HBO Go or HBO Now oh, or whatever the fuck you it's got called. HBO. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. 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 Well, I know it was on HBO. I didn't know they still. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah, man. You know? So I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What is what is your Mount Rushmore look like Ooh. for the all time wrestlers? Uh, okay, um, I gotta put triple in no order. Triple H is up there. Eddie Guerrero is up there. Um, hmm. Oh man, it's so basic. I can't believe this. Um, ooh, uh, I'm gonna put CM Punk up there. It's very like recent, okay. recency bias for, to a lot of people, but he was just my guy. Like this guy gave me life. Um, I have drug free tattooed on my knuckles because of this guy. Um, I have a tattoo on my right arm of the Sprite logo because of this guy. Like I'm bought in. I'm CM Punk till death. That's number Damn. three. Uh, number four. Uh, man, I, I can't. I. I'm trying to. It's okay, I, I, I know, take I know, your time, no, no, man. This I is know, your podcast. I know you do who, whatever the fuck you want, man. Thank you, sir. I know who I want to say, and I'm trying to think of somebody else that I think is better, but I can't. I got to go with Rey Mysterio. So it's Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Triple H, and CM Punk. Those are my guys. Solid. Yeah, Solid, man. man. Yeah. Uh, it's a I've, beautiful thing. I, I understand. Like, how do you not put. Taker and Austin and how do you not put Jericho on this list, you know, and how do you not? Right. Put... I mean, the list could go on and on. Of I mean, we'll, let's let's uh, on another podcast. Let's break it down like that. Let's do let's let's get a chart going and we'll uh, yeah, we'll dabble in at another time. But I know, man, it's like, how do you you, you you just can't cover it. There's so many generations. You can't cover it. It's impossible. You can't, you can't just put it in four categories, but that was was pretty good for what we were working with, you know, because well, that's what it boils down to. What, what in your own mind, what are the top four? And those are the top four that you thought of right off the bat. So those are the people who have the most influence yeah, in well, your, fuck. I gotta, in your life. I got to maybe swap out Triple H for Shawn Michaels, actually, now that I think about it. I feel better about that now. Shawn Michaels is, is I think, the the greatest person to ever do it, to ever do the art. When I think of everything I love about a performer, man or woman, okay, I'll, I'll and maybe we'll save this for another podcast, but se selling to me is number one. Number two, uh, you need to have like athletic prowess, right? You got to be able to tell a story. You got to have endurance. You got to be able to, you can't just be Hogan and have three moves, in my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would say just like the, the emotion, you know, like I don't see too much emotion. Maybe like a Johnny Gargano, you know, like really knows how to carry the emotion. But he's got Shawn Michaels in his in his corner now, right? Like helping him build these stories. Um, 
I've yeah. Prob- you know, Do you know Shawn Michaels is one of the creatives for NXT? Yeah, I heard about that. That's yeah. so, so needed. Yes, him and Triple H, who are the top guys working it. So needed. For but, sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just keep going. Well, keep going. I, I just think Don't Shawn Michaels is the best. I think he has the most brilliant mind. Um, I think he in yeah. him and Bret Hart influenced the wrestling that we see today. Like the, the, the quote, well, they were, they were like the guys who were in between Hogan and the attitude era. That's you know right. what I mean? Oh, they yeah. kind of, they kept that. What? No, I agree with you. Oh, I thought you were saying Hogan question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you I have, was like, what? Wait I don't, a minute. I don't Do think we you need have, the backtrack? you don't have Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Ray Mysterio and CM Punk and Kevin Owens and, you know what's his name? Uh, Seth Rollins, and you—you you don't have those guys without Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like at all. They don't exist. That's true. That's true. Because it's those guys who—I mean—you paved the way. Oh my God, it's just such a beautiful thing, man. It's a, it's a beautiful like, thing. Wrestling in general, just what—what does what it spark in you? What—what what is that? What is it about it that? just gives you that i don't know for us it it does that for other people it's just like i don't know it's like watching a for me man a broadway play that you don't really care about for me it's it's uh i love the i love how these men and women sacrifice their bodies for poetry and motion right you said it yourself it's like a 360 shakespearean drama with stunt choreography. I mean, for a man, for me, for a little boy, should I say, for a little boy, that's all. I mean, that was like, can you remember playing with your your toys in the bathtub? You know, whether if you're playing with the Ninja yeah. Turtles or Godzilla or something, and just these these performers are real life action figures. They're also real life uh, method actors. They're also real life stunt men, right? Like and stunt women, like. Uh, when when Becky got her face smashed in a little over a year ago, and that was like her Austin three sixteen moment, like how are you? Yeah. Whether if you're a man or a woman, how how do you not think that's dope? Change my mind. Exactly. My God. I think we stick around. So with as that being wrestling said, fans, with we, that being said, what is your Mount Rushmore of women wrestlers? Ooh look like it's a good one man um from what you from what you've seen so far yeah obviously (laughs) obviously um i would put trish stratus up there basic lita up there she uh so trish is number one well it's just a it's a four-way tie right okay Um, yeah, that's true. You got to put those two Fair ladies enough. up there because they legitimized wrestling for me. Uh, f- women wrestling for sure. I mean, this is just wrestling, but you know what I mean? It's so weird. We got to call it that. Like, I would say, like, wrestling You're fans. You're right. Wrestling I, fans are pretty <laughs> progressive in that we're not the ones that like to segregate it. I think it's more so like the, the culture or something. It's not us, but um, it's just wrestlers in general. Uh, okay, two more. Ooh. Why is it so hard? Um, it's still like in its infancy in a lot of ways. Um, I really got to think about that. Yeah, that's heavy, man. That's heavy. Yeah. 
because it's just so new that that we we think there's so many women now that I as, want to kind of age legit up. athlete. Well, it's not we we've always thought. I mean, ever since Trish and Lita kind of broke that mold of holy shit, you know, women can main event. You know, hundred percent. So if you had, I'm gonna give you ten seconds to think of two more. Okay. First two that pop out of your head, just do it right now. Okay. Ten seconds, go. Oh man, um, I guess you got to put May Young in there, and you have to put. I'll put. Uh, you know, I'm gonna put Natty. I'm gonna put Natty uh, Nightheart in there. Fuck it. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. there you go. Yeah, she's been. So that she's been crushing that says it for a, lot a long time because those are the first two that you thought of. Yeah, out of those ten seconds, that's she's a big. Been, that says a lot about what your your, your real feelings she are. She comes from royalty. I think she'll be remembered forever. I think she's also underrated. She's over overall. She has the whole package. Um, she's learned from the best. I just think she she's built to last. You know, she's she's got it all. She's rest, she's also like this bridge. From the old school to where we are now, um, yeah, very just undervalued, underappreciated, and usually the bests really are. I think in their moment, really underappreciated, mm-hmm. and I think she's one of those for sure. Lita was just someone. I mean, she's obviously a tr- she was a tremendous talent, but she uh, she just helped me become a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you, every time she. That was her thing. She'd take her take her shirt off and do a moonsaw off the off the rope. Yeah, it got you going. That was enough fuel for me. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take her over like all the Avengers for sure. Oh my god! Yeah, hey, they're still her and Trish are still uh, still looking pretty good. Of course, of yeah. course they are. Of course they are. They're still right. got it. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, obviously, for <laughs> sure, man. David Cook. What is it about that though? Is it is it because those were the like just why was it just her and Lita that were kind of the chosen ones for their I for their think, day and age? I think uh, well, there's a lot of people that are that were overlooked during that era, unfortunately, like a Molly Holly or an Ivory, people like that. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, of course, um, Jazz. Uh, but there was just, unfortunately, there were women that were just eye candy. And Trish and Lita, I think, wanted to subvert that deep down in their yeah. core, for sure. Like, you know, you take your, your Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. And, uh, gosh, there was another lady. I forget her name. Candace? Candace something? Can't recall. Candace Luray? Is that her name? What's Am her I name? thinking of? Wait, hang on. Maybe I'm thinking of a new. Oh, one. that's is that's, it Candace Lorray? No, that's Gargano's wife, right? Um, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a M- M- Candace Michelle or some shit like some poor name like that. Um, Michelle. Oh, is right. it? Oh no, she, I'm thinking uh, of Maria Canellas. There were, there were women off. that were just like casted just to be pretty faces. I hate to say it. There were there were valets right true but, but trish and because that was the that was the we're gonna hire models day and age exactly you know trish and lita got we don't care dirty. about their talent what do they look like 100 percent, yeah but trish and lita got into the dirt they got their hands dirty they got their hands bloodied you know they um they put their lives on the line you know and that whew, how could you not respect that i mean they they were the first right. female main event on raw i still remember that match to this day
You can't fuck with that. Good times, man. Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? Dave... David Cook, we have I'm sorry. some I'm technical getting conne- yeah, difficulties. I'm sorry, here. I'm getting the connections. Well, let's. I'm gonna take that as a sign. We're, we're, let's go ahead and uh and wrap up here, man. Uh, any any final thoughts closing this uh this wrestling podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to dive back into what we were talking about at the beginning. What uh, what do you think when when someone says it's all fake, it's all bullshit? Um. Well, it's not. It, it really isn't because you have you have a. I would I would like to say billions of people who are who are noticing this, and that just doesn't happen out of the blue, you know. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But there's just a beauty to this industry, and yes, it's it's cutthroat, and there are certain there are people who hurt themselves and, and risk everything, but that's, that's what it's all about is, is risking it all for, for your passions in life. And it, it, it kind of, it represents a lot of what everybody's doing, trying to do in the world and that's find their niche. And I think that, that wrestling is always going to be around because it's just, it's just like football and every other sport. And a lot of people don't like to consider it a sport, because it's planned, but I mean, it, it's the it, to me, it's it's the most beautiful thing um, aside from the film industry and like what we're doing with TikTok and all this social media platforms. It's another outlet for creation, and just like social media content creators, that's what wrestlers are in that industry. They're the creators, and that just to give other people a platform. It's, it's a beautiful thing, you know? And I know my rant is that that's pretty much my rant for now, but, um, David, you're going to make me cry with that shit. God damn. Yeah. Wrestling's a beautiful thing, man. And I, I think people don't, people have a certain closed mindset towards it. And when you really take out the fact that it's a lot of it's scripted, and fake i mean the hits are real and people's livelihood are are dependent on that and it's it's a there's so much to me that's the most emotional industry you could possibly be in with the highs and lows and i that's why i've always stuck around and watched it because it's something that's a weekly thing i mean raw is the is the longest running episodic television show of all time aside from the Simpsons, but you can't compare the two. So to me, that's just enough proof right there is that, you know, you don't have to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand. Cause if you don't understand, that's fine. You know, Oof. not for everybody, but it's a beautiful thing. And I'll always be a wrestling fan even if I try to deny it till the day I die. <laughs> it's still real to me, oh. god damn it. It's so fucking real. I think I just get, oh my god, I'm going to die. I will say this. I don't I, know what that was. I, I'm not going to be able to top <laughs> the rant that you just went on right now because you fucking nailed it. But I will say this. When I met my, my wife, she wasn't my wife yet. Uh, but when I met her, she was like, hey, one of the first things she told me, because she knew about me, 
she was like, just so you know, I'm not into professional wrestling. I don't like it, and I don't want to watch it. And I told her, yes, you do. And yes, you fucking will. <laughs> Woo! And she So she did. never really, you got her into it. She was never a fan until you, That's she met you. Duh. Of course. There you go. There Same you shit with my girlfriend, man. You know she had no knowledge of it. Now she's like, oh. she's like, yeah, kick his ass. You better, you better put a ring on it, oh dude. Put a fucking ring on it then. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I, and she's gone to, she went to the AEW events with me. I oh, mean, she's a keeper. God bless her, man. I'm oh. just so, it says a lot about her. You if know? you don't put a ring on it, somebody else will. <laughs> she's a keeper. Oh, my God. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, she's a, a definite sweetheart. She's a fucking what, dime uh, or whatever. What? Whatever fucking Chicago Chicagoans say. She's a fucking dime. No, piece. no, 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 no. If you really want to be a true Chicago and you say <laughs> Chicago, you know, oh, we're going to go down Chicago. to Giordano's. We're going to get a sausage pizza. Oh. You know? Yeah. That deep dish. None of this thin crust. Okay. Extra cheese. A little bit of sausage. Oh, now we're talking. You're speaking my language. There we go. <laughs> hey. And then, uh, what was I going to say? Damn it. Damn it. Oh, fuck. fuck. Your girlfriend. Put a ring Nine's on it. Monroe. Damn you. Story of I my was life. just about to. Oh, Come on. It. Get your Whatever. shit together. It's gone. Get your shit together. It's lost. David Cook, it's so it's real lost. to me. God damn it. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast tonight on a Friday night. You made it. <laughs> you made it glorious. And thank you, sir. Hey, just remember, keep a force field around your heart. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I, I love you so much. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess like there's no other way uh, to really end this for being such a, a glorious guest. I uh, just really appreciate you, oh, man. Thanks, man. And I appreciate you, man. I It's an honor to be on your show. And you, uh, last thoughts, I just want to say you you inspired me to keep this social media thing going and and you inspire me to be a tiktoker and Hell now yeah. i'm i'm doing it i'm gonna do it once a day for a whole yeah. year yeah and that's thanks to you so oh, hell yeah no thanks uh, to much you love brother and uh congratulations to um jeremy on his new Aww. newborn baby 100 percent. yeah and uh i just i'm so happy for you and your family Thank you. Knives Monroe. Thank you, David Cook. I just really wanted to play that. Um, I love you. Keep a force field around your heart, man. And I'll talk to you soon. I love you, man. Take care. Love you too, brother.